Welcome back, Second Takes, episode three. It's a little bit later. We had a busy week, but we're happy to be here. We're pumped. We have uh, some good topics today, some little debate. We have a big poll on our Instagram right now, at Second Takes, if you want to go vote. But uh, we'll start off with some football. It was a big week. Um, The Buffalo Bills beat the Kansas City Chiefs again. And I'll let Jack kind of dive into that one because it's his it's his hometown team right across the border from him. So I know he's pumped up about the Bills and uh, and how well they're doing. Yeah, I describe myself to everyone I meet as a closet Bills fan. Uh, I don't; they're not my favorite team. I don't openly support them, but every time they're on the television, it's much watched TV. And we do have season tickets now, so I have to be a Bills fan eight times a year, or I guess nine times a year now with the schedule change every time we go there. Uh, but yeah, their Sunday night game in Kansas City against the best team of the last two years, I would say, pretty mm-hmm. much hands down. Uh, they laid an absolute beating on them. Like it was 38-20. Yeah. Josh Allen completely outplayed Patty Mahomes. And yeah, Mahomes threw two picks. He looked lost for the most part. The Bills defense was buzzing the entire game there. And uh, I think we witnessed a bit of a changing of the guard. I don't know if you can say that, considering they've only been on top for the last two years of Kansas City there. But I was, yeah, I was thoroughly impressed with uh, the Bills. There was a statement game, probably the biggest win they've had in the Josh Allen era. I would say. I think Josh Allen right now. <clears throat> I think he's the betting favorite to win MVP. From what I saw. Yeah, you probably know better than I would. I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. It was a it was an epic performance, and you know, I just don't, I just don't see the Bills making noise in the playoffs. And what? I don't see it. Like I just, I just, I just don't see that team going anywhere past a championship game. Maybe, and like I think Baltimore has a better team. Like I think Baltimore could make some make some people turn their heads and obviously Lamar is playing at an unbelievable level right now and Lamar Jackson that is so if 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 he keeps that up and the Kansas City Chiefs keep struggling that they have I think the AFC is open for anyone and you still got that big boy down in Tampa 400 yards five touchdowns 144 quarterback rating rating Tom Brady once again just doing little Tom Brady things Antonio Brown with two touchdowns, it's uh, I think I want to get your take on it. You can tell me, give me your MVP pick, give me your Super Bowl pick, a third of the way I guess through through the season here. Give me, give me your pick. Okay, so just touching on Tampa, they did play Miami without Tua. Not that Tua is going to make that team that much better. How many guys are the Bucks missing? Doesn't matter when you're playing <laughs> Miami. <laughs> Yeah, so going back to your question, I think MVP, uh, consensus most sports, it's the best player on the best team, I would say. And I think as of right now, you can't look past Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. They're 5-0, and absolutely tearing up the league. I was looking at his stats earlier. He's averaging 302 yards a game, completing 75% of his passes, which is uh, – he's only thrown four picks, I believe, which is pretty crazy considering he's like five foot four, maybe on a good day. In high heels. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, listed as five foot four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. I think as of right now, 
they're the best team in the league just based on the record who they beat. And they've kind of proved some uh, doubters wrong, I think, this year. And I think Kyler's taking that next step and he's turned himself into an elite quarterback and kind of taking that leap into the top, like bona fide top 10 quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. And obviously with the MVP being a quarterback award, uh, I think he's had the best quarterback play throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, his team's undefeated and they're buzzing. Give me your Super Bowl pick right now. Is it Arizona? Like, are you, is it MVP? Can we no, come on the Super Bowl? Not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I looked it up before as well. I'm pretty sure there's only been 10 instances throughout the NFL history where it's been the MVP has also won the Super Bowl. So, based on that, we're going to go over here. So, based on that, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills as my Super Bowl wow. favorite. Wow. Actually, right they're buzzing right now. Yep. <laughs> Oh my they god. They are they're averaging 34 points a game first in the league, wow. giving up 12, 13 points a game also first in the league. And what they just did to Kansas City at the Kingdom on Sunday night was uh enough to put them on top for me. So that's my uh MVP and Super Bowl pick. I want to uh hear your humble opinion on this topic. I'll I'll make it quick before we hop into the next topic here if you guys heard the alarm. Sorry we're breaking the rules, but uh, I just did some research. The last non-quarterback to win the super uh, to win the MVP was Ladanian Tomlinson in 2006. That trend is not, not being false. broken this year. Oh no, it's not false. Never mind. I was thinking about Adrian Peterson when he had that season, but Peyton won. He won Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah, Peyton you're right. won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, no, you're right. Adrian Peterson won in 2012. Oh, so maybe Peyton was Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah, and Peyton. I just Peyton, remember he had that season. Peyton won the year after in uh, in 2013. Okay, but anyways, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Tom Brady. I'm gonna take Brady at 44 years old to win MVP. Okay, because I'm not and, gonna and, go uh, against that. And here's a, a quick like e- people say easy choice, whatever. They've had to deal with a lot of injuries this year and a lot of adversity, low key. And if they can keep, you know, winning games and keep dominating teams no matter who they play whether it's Miami or Kansas City it doesn't matter whoever they play they keep winning if you know if he finishes with a what is it 17 games this year so if he finishes like a 14 and 3 13 and 4 record and he's putting up big numbers each week I mean I I think he's got to be right in the conversation and then that leads into my Super Bowl pick which would be obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but like they the Bucs to me are like the Lakers in basketball I love how the basketball like, wasn't even on one of the topics today. <laughs> I, like, I just have to bring it in at some point. Just can't get away from the bronze. Can't he's not living rent free. I know. He's living rent free in my head. Anyways, I think the Bucks are like the Lakers. If they're healthy, they have to be one of, if not the top favorites. And if they're not healthy, it changes everything. So if Gronk can get back, if JPP can get back, it makes a big difference. So we'll see. But uh, we should dive into our next topic baseball. All series are done except for the Dodgers Giants, which have game five to go, which is a big matchup. Um, but we're got to talk about the Houston Astros. <laughs> they have been ridiculed for their cheating. And if you guys could see me right now, I'm air quoting the word cheating. <laughs> and they've, they got in trouble for it. They got caught and they're proving everyone wrong right now. And I'm kind of, I, I'm not cheering for them in any sense, but I kind of feel like a little bit good for them in a way being like, you guys are doing it. You guys are proving 
that you guys are a good ball club, good core, and they they beat Chicago 10-1 last night to move on. They're making a statement. Where do you land on the whole Houston ish, issue? And and I'll answer that too in a bit, but I want to get your thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely cheering for the Houston Astros. Um, those of you who know me, I'm controversial in some of my takes, and I like a little controversy. And I like my one of my favorite quotes is, uh, "If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying." And I think that absolutely applies. <laughs> I can't even take myself seriously right now. <laughs> if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Just right, sorry. No, but I guess you said they're proving their haters wrong. They're proving all the doubters wrong. They can't win without cheating, even though it's very possible they might still be cheating. Ryan Tapera, a pitcher for the White Sox, said if you look at their run differential, they're scoring more at home still. And, and then, then they. they got- and then they got lit Plus up for 10, 10 runs on the road. On yeah. the road. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, sorry, you can go, yeah. So, I mean, he, they're being I've accused of cheating now. <laughs> they're being accused of cheating right now still. But, I, I mean, I didn't even think, for those of diehard Second Takes fans, that we have an episode that was never released. It was our first ever <laughs> mini podcast. And I started off the podcast by saying, I don't even think the Houston Astros are cheating. And this was like back when it was like a big deal, like two years ago. And like, I kind of stand by it a little bit. Like they, they were stealing signs, which is something that's been done in baseball since the beginning of baseball. They just used technology to do it. And so, I mean, I remember playing little league as a kid and you start knowing the signs of the third base coach and being like, okay, they're going to steal. Now they're going to bunt. Is that cheating or is that just high baseball IQ and knowing the game? Maybe Houston tried to have a little workaround the garbage cans and the electronics underneath the Jersey. They got caught for it. They're proving everyone wrong right now. They're one of the best teams in baseball over the last five, seven years. No one can take that away from them right now. I think they're proving it. They're proving it. Yeah. And just going off that point, two main figures on that Houston Astros team, at least uh, outside of their pitching staff, would be Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve. Mm-hmm. And I was interested to see uh, what their stats were in the playoffs, like post-cheating scandal. So I guess the last two years there. Mm-hmm. So, last, so the last two years, Correa in 17 games, he's batting 4-11 <laughs> with six homers and 21 RBIs. And I saw a stat he actually just passed Derek Jeter for the third most RBIs and uh, division series history and as we all know Derek Jeter postseason legend wow as overrated as he may be he was Not very good in the postseason oh my god and then Altuve same amount of games batting 293 six homers 14 RBIs and I saw a stat that he's actually fourth all-time in postseason homers which is kind of surprising considering he's actually five foot four he actually is five foot four so look at their stats they've tore it up i absolutely tore it up the last two postseasons and they had 95 wins this year so even though they did get caught cheating they're just proving that they are a phenomenal team and you don't like although they did cheat like you don't win the world series by accident yeah and like this kind of goes back to like a greater issue for baseball especially in terms of cheating and you know how good these guys are i mean you look at guys like sammy sosa or oh i'm just gonna finish this thought here like you look at guys like Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, guys who got caught for using 
performance enhancing drugs, which is cheating. And, you know, yeah, Sammy Sosa had 66 home runs in a year. Was part of that due to steroids? Absolutely. But he was a great baseball player. Yeah. He was phenomenal. So were all of those guys. And they, the fact that the Astros did a little bit to get themselves over the top probably got them a ring to beat the Yankees, to beat uh, the Dodgers. But make no mistake about it, this is one of the best teams in baseball, like I said, and have been for a while. They deserve to be in the ALCS this year. They're going to have a really good chance to go to the, to the World Series. And I would love, love to see a Dodgers Astros World Series. I think that'd be absolutely electric. That'd be great. The Dodgers are going to lose tomorrow night now since he said that. I know. I'm not scared for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's enough with the Astros and cheating. Now we're going to go to a sport where cheating is vehemently. Is that a word? What did you just say? Vehemently or vehemently? What's this word? I don't know. I'm gonna look it up after. I'm gonna look it up after you start talking. Okay. I, it's fr- I, let's just say it's frowned upon. Yes. Which is golf, and yes. one of our favorite memes of the past decade, J.R. <laughs> Smith, forgot the score in the NBA Finals Game One, completely ruined the Cavaliers' chance of <laughs> having a remote chance to win two games or so off <laughs> those Golden State Warriors. He played his first college tournament this uh, this week. Or a weekend, I guess. It was at the Elon University Invitational in Phoenix, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And shot scores of 83, 78, 79 to finish 81st out of 84 total golfers. And wow. I just want to get your take on this and uh, how you think he did. Sounds a lot like our golf tournaments in college. But, um, no, I think it's a really cool – it's a cool sight to see someone who's an NBA champion – uh, someone who's accomplished so much in his main sport, um, even though he's had his blunders, game one, 2017 finals, to be specific. Um, it's cool to see him go out there, go back for an education, try something new, and be able to play varsity golf. It's impressive, quite honestly. And, you know, coming 81st of, out of 84, to me, is kind of a side note. I, I think just him being able to be out there and compete is is super interesting. I'm happy for him. He looks like he's having fun. And the coolest thing is like all the guys are around him too. Like LeBron's commenting on the, he's tweeting about it. He's commenting on the Instagrams, you know, all the NBA players are kind of getting behind him, which kind of shows like just how much of a community the NBA is. Like it's a, it's a massive brotherhood and they're all happy for him. And I hope he's having fun too. Like he just don't take it too seriously. And I don't think he is. And he's been on the biggest stage in the world. So I'm sure this means not that much to him pressure-wise, but I think it's cool. I think it's, you know, good for him. It's kind of fun to see that. It's kind of fun for golf as well, for a sport that you and I play, to get that popularity and get the notoriety of, like, yeah, this is, like, this is cool to do. And I think, you know, Tiger Woods started that whole trend, and it's kind of continuing, especially through COVID, where um, it was kind of the thing to do that was safe and you could be outdoors. And, you know, as more and more – people keep playing and making more popular. I think the game's just going to grow and that's phenomenal. Yeah. So just before I get into that, I looked up the word it's vehemently oh. and the definition online is in a forceful, passionate or intense manner with great feeling. So I was right with what I was trying to say there. There you I go. Big vocabulary. I might not know how to say most of these words, but I got these words, but yeah. So going back to J.R. Smith, <laughs> uh, just touching on what you said there, he 
did say that he was nervous standing on that first tee. As we all know, the first tee doesn't, you could be playing on a Saturday morning through buddies. You'd be playing final round of the Masters final group. There's a little bit of nerves, just especially if you're with your buddies or something, you don't want to top your first tee shot. I'm sure since he has never really played competitive golf, he's yeah. only played probably with his buddies. He's never actually been in a tournament, never been on that stage. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, what, like like you said, he's helping grow in the game, bring people who would never even think of college golf as something that's entertaining and exciting, like LeBron, for instance. Yeah. I'm sure he's never watched a single shot of college golf in his life, and now he's tweeting about it and giving it the day, time of day. And I think, like you see with Bryson, you see with all these celebrities growing the game, you see with the different matches they have. Uh, it's great for the game of golf, and I think uh, – well, Jared Smith right, went right to the NBA from high school, so he never got that college experience. And yeah. now he's made his tens of millions of dollars, and now he's getting an education, bring money and funding to an HBCU, which is big, I know, uh, with everything going on in the states right now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think he's – I assume he'll do four years. He, I follow him on Twitter now. He's super excited. He tweets about all of his, like, test marks. He's <laughs> always, like, flexing what he gets on his tests. And he's like, oh, I got a 75 so upset that everybody's tweeting at him like encouraging him and i think it's great for not only him but for the game of golf in general and yeah universities uh in particular hbcus i think he rolled up to the tournament in a bentley or something like that i saw he did. being like yeah i'm that guy i don't know if you remember me <laughs> but i'm that guy <laughs> he goes up there and shoots like 79 or 83 <laughs> what a beauty move i think that's super cool so <laughs> One thing we have to discuss before we end the episode, which is extremely important, is, and I think this episode just wants to be done, but we can't leave without discussing our second takes Instagram. And I'm pulling up her name right now to make sure I get it right. It is sophomore Macy Pate from Regan Girls Golf, who shot a 57 today. (laughs) Unbelievable. 57. So the question on the Instagram is, could Ben and Jack beat her in a scramble? And for those of you who don't know, a scramble is you use each other's best shots, you move your ball there, and you take the best shot from there and so on. Now, I think we maybe could shoot 57 if we were both lights out. But it would take us... It's it's unfathomable to me to shoot 57 alone. I, I fully give props to her, to Macy. That's unbelievable. Do you think we could do it? Like, do you think we have a shot at it? I think it depends how far we're playing from. Like, if we're playing RTs, there's zero chance in hell the two of us are shooting 57 <laughs> combined. Oh, well, I guess in the scramble, so combined. But if we played her tees, I assume she was playing the forward tees, probably around 5,000 yards. I think the worst we're shooting, like on average, if we're just playing our own ball from around that yard, we're shooting 65 pretty much every single day. Mm-hmm. 65 to 67 probably if we play bad and i think if we combine that uh the, our two best shots and we we're playing lights out i think we could come pretty close i think we could maybe get her but it's gonna be tough yeah it's a, yeah i think from the back tees pretty much impossible if we were playing up on the ladies tees uh where she was kind of at and i don't know the yardage she was playing at but um 7500 yards yeah then we'd have no chance <laughs> um it, it, it's possible i think if we're both dialed in we could give it a go but 
I just love seeing stuff like this. This is why I love Instagram so much yeah. just because you see random little facts like this. I would have never figured this out if, uh, if Instagram didn't exist or Twitter or whatever. And so it's always fun to see people doing well. And, you know, on this show, we always have to give golf a little bit of a shout out. So that was a fun. She also, she also didn't make a single eagle. She just made 14 birdies, which is four pars, which is ludicrous. absurd. And so, then, oh, and the second takes polls. I'm not sure when people responded, but I believe it was 75% of people said, no, you both suck. Yeah, they said, no, you're trash was 76%. And 24% of people said, maybe we'd have a shot. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, our, our followers are not looking, are not too optimistic for us, but uh, we'll see. We got to do it sometime. Wait. That'd be super fun. And then we'll follow up with it. Yeah, we're going to go and embarrass ourselves and shoot like 73 or something like that. And a two-man scramble from the front tees. And then we'll retire the podcast, retire the Instagram, <laughs> and, and then we're done. And throw our clubs in the river and we'll be on our way. Call it a day. <laughs> well, I think we'll wrap it up there, guys. Thank you for joining us and, uh, and listening in. We'll, we'll turn this episode around pretty fast here and have it released. But uh, always fun. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Take care.